Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am your host, Doug Winters. And today we're about to take a deep dive into the world of makeup. Today's guest is none other than Kamara Onhart, who not only has her own line of makeup, but her own salon on Madison Avenue. She is incredibly charming and takes us into a world that I literally knew nothing about until I sat down with her. Um, so I hope you get as much out of it as I did, and I will see you on the other side. Enjoy. What is your kind of fantasy? What is it that you're looking to create that reflects you um, uh, from the dress, from the style of the event? Uh, and that all, you know, that all goes into then when they come to us for a trial and we're kind of deciding and creating and working with the bride for that trial makeup, depending on the whole look that they're going for, for the wedding, to create what's going to reflect them in their best way and also really the look that they're going for. So there's no kind of set rule. Uh, there's no kind of one song to mm -hmm. dance to. Yeah. Uh, it really is a, a real reflection of that individual and what they want. Tell me about these trials. It's definitely after you secure your photographer, your place and date, I would say it's definitely that phase two of your wedding planning mm -hmm. because the trial is when you work out really what it is that they like, don't like, and making sure that they're comfortable so that when the day rolls around and you're following your notes and you've already have taken the guesswork out of what they're going to be happy with mm -hmm. out of the equation, it runs very smoothly, which is what you want it to do. You want to be able to show up on that wedding day and because timing is very important and to keep to your timing so that everything continues to fall in place oh, yeah. with the schedule. Um, and it's very important that you take on a day where anxieties run high and nerves run high, that everything is kind of very predictable for the bride and she knows what she's going to get. And you're also in a, in a situation too where there's no surprises for you either. And that's not to say that when the day rolls around that things don't need to be adjusted or tweaked. Sure. But you take a lot of the guesswork, the guesswork out by doing a trial. And I know you were, you were saying, so how many trials do brides do? I mean, years ago, people would get a recommendation. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very fortunate that being in the business this long, that sometimes when I do get recommendations, people don't want to take the chance of losing me to another wedding that, and they know that they just want to use me or my team. So they will book and put a deposit and secure us even without doing a trial and just be like, Oh, you know what? We'll get to the trial yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah. It's, we know that you do great work. We, and, exactly. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Of course, there right. are many people now that are um, in my field uh, doing what I do. And brides now, just like with a lot of vendors across the board, are really kind of shopping it. Not shopping it as far as the price point, mm -hmm. but shopping it to see and, and really taking the time to try out different people uh, and different looks. Sometimes they think they know what they want, and it might take a little bit of going out there and, and to decide on what it is that they really like. Mm -hmm. 
Your thing is much more personal. Like mine mm-hmm. gets more personal. Like mm-hmm. I, I get to find out. Like, for example, when you're, in, you know, as the band leader, I find out I have to introduce people. So maybe there's two fathers, there's two mothers, there's no, there's no father. You know, you dance. You know, the bride's going to dance with her brother and or, or her mother, and because mm-hmm. the father's not there, but you learn personal things about the people. You are literally hands on their face. I mean, it's a much more, I don't know what word I'm looking for, like tactile, like a, like they have to like you. Yes. And you know, with to. me, they have to trust me. They end up liking me because, you know, it's my job to make them right. comfortable. You're literally putting your hands on their face or using a brush. <laughs> and at a moment, too, when always the real butterflies start to set in on that day yeah. because it seems like there's all this time in the world and... And they're relaxing and they're eating and they're enjoying time with their friends and the day is here and it seems like there's all this time in the world and then the hair process starts and then they sit down for makeup and that anxiety of then getting into the dress. And for a lot of people, there's a lot of anxiety of the idea of all this attention on them, of you know walking into the room with all these guests staring at them. So back to what you were saying too. So again, and and I had mentioned it earlier in this conversation, that your aura and your energy Mm -hmm. is just as important as the makeup that you do. Yeah. And, and, you know, in my industry, let's face it too, out there with performers and celebrities and, you know, I've been, been very fortunate to work with a number of celebrities, a number of very, you know, captains of industry and politicians and, and, and doing people right before interviews. And people are close to their hair and makeup team for years and loyal to certain people because you are with people at a very vulnerable time um, and usually right before something really major is happening for them. Right. And your makeup that you're doing for them also gives them a certain kind of confidence to continue to go out and do what they do. You're almost like giving them armor. Like protection. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Back to your trial. Back to your trial yeah, yeah, process, yeah, yeah. though, too. We got a lot to talk about. I know we do, but um, what is a trial? So a trial is uh, you want to make sure, of course, that you're going to be trying the makeup artist who is actually available for the date of your wedding, and you set up an appointment months before the wedding date, mm-hmm. and you do a makeup application like you would be having it done for the day of your wedding. Okay. Now, it's a little bit difficult in the sense that the hair is not usually done the way it's going to be done for the wedding. You are not stepping into your gown. So for most women, that's okay. They can kind of get a sense and Mm. visualize that this makeup is going to be right when my hair is done the way it's supposed to be done and I'm in my gown. Right. It's not so much of a slam dunk and easy when they get home and they go to their fiance just in their regular t-shirt or whatever they wore that day. Right. Hair, wedding hair not done. And saying, so babe, hey, how do you like my makeup and my false lashes? And they're like, whoa. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Because they can't kind of visualize how the whole thing's going to necessarily come together. But no, the whole trial process is a way for you uh, the client, the bride, to really, and the makeup artist to really figure out and do what you're going to do on the for the day of the wedding. Right. So that appointment can usually be a good hour, hour and a half appointment. So a lot of people often will say, "Oh, you, you know, people charge for trials." 
the trials are a lot of work. Yeah. I have to say the wedding day, like I was saying before, when you have all that guesswork taken out and you know what you're doing and you kind of refer to your notes and, and your whole game plan of, of what's being done, that's easy. I mean, there's also managing emotions that day and and tweaking a little bit, but that's easy. It's the trial of really figuring out and speaking to the bride about her look, um, looking at pictures of maybe what inspires her and what she likes, and trying to figure out uh, what it is, her vision. And that's what's really difficult. And that's what, when I was saying like, oh, sometimes I hate to be the first one, Right. To go in the trial process, or right. if I am, I almost want to say, okay, now when you're done having all five trials, <laughs> come back for another free one then at the end. Yeah. Maybe I should do this too, because by that point, you will have then really figured out what it is that you like and don't like. Because you might start out in the process and be telling your makeup artists about, oh my gosh, I want it to be so natural. And by the time you're done with trial number three and you've kind of been through this process to really see what you like and don't like, then you have a, that's why sometimes that lasts for somebody who's really unsure about what it is they want. Uh, that second or third trial is even a little bit easier because a bride really has a better idea of what exactly she's looking for. Let's also not forget about the mother of the bride. And she will also often do a trial as well. Because oh, interesting. Yes, not to say that sometimes there is a makeup artist just for the mother of the bride and sometimes for the bride. Most people will hire somebody that's going to take care of, like, the main players. And when I say the main players, usually if there's any sisters, um, the bride, of course, the mother of the bride... Uh, if there are not sisters, whoever your maid or matron of honor is, sometimes if you are nice enough to extend that to your future mother-in-law, you might include <laughs> to be, you might include her as one of those main players of who you're hiring as your makeup artist. So we often, too, will phase two of that bridal trial, be doing a trial, and it's just, an, just as important to make mom happy and feel good about how she's going to look that oh, day oh, yeah. as the bride, too. You have several people in your uh, employee. I do. So whoever does the trial does the wedding? Yes. Okay. And yes, I do have a team uh, and a talented team that's worked with me for years. And uh, we often, for the weddings that we do do, they will do a trial with who's going to actually do the makeup that day of the wedding and show up. But depending on how many people they want done, mm -hmm. um, I will often, or my makeup artist will come out for on, on location and bring another artist or two with them so that to take care of bridesmaids, um, maybe the groom's family. Uh, so just depending on the size of the wedding. Let's say they choose you. Mm -hmm. What does you mean? In other words, like how many assistants, how much do you, carry with you trays. So just you know like you showed up today for the interview with your toolbox yeah, yeah. and cart, uh, it's pretty much very similar to that where we show up with a, with also a toolbox or what we refer to as a makeup kit with all of our supplies. 
Um, on the day of the wedding, though, and, and the brides that hire me, uh, I am usually doing about three to four people. Okay. And if the request for me of makeup that needs to be done ends up being anywhere around five or more people, mm-hmm. then I really recommend that I bring one of my other lead makeup artists with right. me. Uh, just because of time. Just because of timing. Yeah. And nobody wants to have their makeup done so, so early. And then sit Like, around. who wants to go first, you yeah. know, if you're doing a ton of people? Right. And then who also wants to feel like they're so rushed at the end that there's not enough time going last? Right. So we're really, really good in, in managing the time properly which also comes from experience too and working with these event planners and photographers and and knowing the timing of this day. So really what we really need to know is from the photographer what time that first look is scheduled for. For the now, bride and groom. Expression that's actual look? expression now. Okay, if the bride and groom look. are going to be seeing each other before and doing pictures together before the ceremony which has become really more common. Yeah. It's rare today that the bride and groom see each other for the first time walking down the aisle. Mm-hmm. It still happens, but most people want to get all those pictures out of the way, be able to go to the park, be able to run around the city sometimes too and have a whole photo shoot right. be happening. So we really need to know um, what time that first look is scheduled for, and then we'll back into a starting time from there. About, and that's that's the photographer. That's the photographer. Okay. Um, about 45 minutes to an hour per person um, with a little bit of like buffer time in there for them to be getting into their dress. Right. And then hair really should go a good hour and a half to two hours before, before makeup yeah. even starts, meaning getting there before us. And then we'll work right along with the people kind of going back and forth and have it all scheduled out so people really know what time they're starting with their hair, what time they're going then for makeup. It really has to be a well orchestrated mm-hmm. schedule so that people know planner does. planners do that. But a lot of the planners that I work with also know that we also do such a good job with managing our time that they will work with us and say, Kamara, I know you're doing four people. Bride needs to be ready at mm. this time. What time What time should I have you be starting? Um, and we kind of help figure it out together. Yeah, and then work back. And work backwards yeah, yeah. from there. As, as the lead makeup artist, then who's doing the bride, I will make sure that I am done by the time that bride is dressed I can do that last person that I'm doing when she's finished with her hair and makeup and now she's now going into getting into her dress. But I need to be done by the time she is dressed and moving on for that first look because I then go with them. Oh, you do? I do for touch-ups. And as the lead makeup artist, if it's me or if it's one of my other girls who who are on a job, as the lead makeup artist, then we are going with the bride for that first look and staying with her for touching up. 
during photos. Give me an example. Like where where would this take place? Uh, this the, is the day the, of the wedding. This is the day of the wedding. So oh, the, so it could be any anywhere that's low. That's so the near. photographer, the photographer who is bouncing around the room during this whole getting ready process and taking pictures of the girls in their robes together mm-hmm. before they get dressed, taking pictures of the dress hanging there in the <laughs> hanging there from the <laughs> chandelier in the room. Um, they will then scout out usually one by the window. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> you know it. Uh, they will then scout out or they're so used to working in certain venues that they already know where they like to uh, do that shot and they will and that's a whole created moment for video and the photographer with the hair person or hair and makeup person kind of off in the wings capturing that moment where the bride sees the groom in her dress all done for the first time and that moment is usually just for the for the two of them yeah um, so it's a it's a very special uh, moment that's captured and can be a little emotional where a bride want, wants to make sure then if she tears that that you're there that you're to, there to yeah, you're kind of there but not there mm-hmm. so it's also you know important for us to be the right kind of personality and to also know where you know when you're needed to be needed and when you know where it is to just back (laughs) off and kind of give them their space and their time and not be disruptive um, is important too. Yeah. So then, and, and then from there, you know, I stay with the bride touching up during photos. We often will, if the weather is great, we'll often be going outside of the venue. That's what I meant when I said, where is it? I mean, depending on where the wedding is, um, with a lot of the weddings here in New York City, brides will often make use of Central Park. Mm-hmm. They will often go the into grands. Yeah, the, <laughs> that's really popular for the engagement photo, the pre-shoot when they're doing that kind of pre-wedding right. photography with the photographer, the Highline. Yeah. Um, sometimes even you're going through Grand Central Terminal. Right. Stopping traffic in the middle of Fifth Avenue with their whole bridal party for photo, yeah, you know, yeah, for that yeah. photo shot. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll go around with them for touching up uh, and with the dresser. Oh, so you literally, like, travel with it as if it's, like, like a movie shoot. It is. Yeah. It really is. Hair, makeup, the photography team, and the dresser. So, and, and then we will touch up throughout the photos with family, bridal party, touch up before the ceremony actually begins mm. and before that lineup and then stay right until after ceremony back in the bridal suite right. when the dress is bustled veil comes off hair and makeup is touched up and then the bride and groom go in for their so it's not really redone it's just but it's mostly just touched up right maintained yeah. enhanced freshened right and then, like I said, it can go from there. Depending on the scope of the wedding, if it's also a destination wedding and you're also already on location in, in some location, uh, then often, you know, you are there throughout the evening or hired to be there throughout the evening to touch up throughout to make sure the bride can just run back to the bridal suite uh, to be freshened up during different parts of the wedding. That's what I was going to ask you. That was my next question. Is it decided beforehand that you're going to stay for X number of hours or 
It even, is. Even it's, till the end. I mean, if, let's say someone finishes and, and wants to have a whole new look for the after party. Most of the time we leave after the ceremony or after even that first dance set, mm-hmm. which can get, which can be long. And, and a lot of like Jewish ceremonies or Jewish weddings too, uh, that first dance set uh, can be a very, yeah. you know, long, energetic dance set that brides feel like they need to really be freshened up with hair and makeup. So usually we stay sometime until after ceremony or even until after that first dance, set. That first dance yeah. um, to be touched up. But then after that, sure. I mean, like I was saying, depending on the wedding and, and where and what they're doing and if they really want to maintain and, and hire a makeup artist to stay throughout or even touch up for a dress change a hair and makeup change for an after party, it's done. It's not common, but it's done. Oh, it's not common. It's not common to stay... The whole night. The whole night. Just to be on call. Just to be on call. Right. But it is done, for sure. Mm -hmm. And it is something that you know ahead of time. And you you contract. And there's fees, and, and, you know, you do a contract also. And then you're just sort of like, you just hang in in the bridal... Suite or whatever. At that point, later on, yes, you're in the bridal suite with the dresser and the hair team, eyeing the mini bar. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. When you were describing it before, uh, the concept that this is the day, they've had their first look, they've had their makeup done, Mm -hmm. and then when they step into the gown. And it all comes together. It's interesting that you said that it could be very emotional. Mm -hmm. It's also what I love, too. People will often say, God, you've been doing weddings and every weekend, don't you get tired of that? And um, you know what? I actually, uh, being a real girly girl and liking beauty and fashion and, and hair and makeup, like to see it all come together, to see your work and then also have it look the best that it can look with a gorgeous dress and and professional hair done too. It also it it's always exciting. I know that might sound a little strange, but no, it doesn't. You, I get, it's really rewarding. Yeah, I get the same question. They say, "Why have you been doing this for so long? Every Saturday night." It's like, yeah, but there's nothing like talking to a bride, talking to a groom for months, planning what we're going to be doing. I, I say to them, my entire goal is to get as many people dancing as humanly possible at all times. And when I see it happen, and the, I see the bride and groom even just look up at me and give a thumbs up or blow a kiss or something, mm-hmm. you know, There's like a for magic. the first time. There's a magic there. There really is, and it's so gratifying. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean, so many brides will say, too, God, this was so amazing. I love the way I looked. I loved my wedding. I wish I could just do it again. And even that day, they just will be like, oh, like, I don't want this to end. It's going by too fast. We get to do it every weekend over and over. With new, with new people. With new people and a like, whole new energy. But you're right. You get kind of sucked into that magic. Yeah. It's a personal thing. You know, you're working with somebody. That's why I keep saying you're literally hands-on. I mean, you have a brush. You're like inches from the person's face. They have to completely trust you. So their entire look is in your hands. The success of their party, I think, is in the hands of either the DJ or the band 
whether they can get the people dancing is in my hands. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yes, these people, they almost become like part of your family they for do. like I mean, we the come, night. I, they do. But like, we come together as vendors in this process where, to your point, we're working with them not just that day. Mm-hmm. We're working with them months before. Months, yeah. Uh, I'm working with them for the trial. I'm working with them then to do their makeup for their engagement party. Maybe with the photographer for their engagement photos, they might submit to the New York Times or to whatever local paper. Um, I am doing their makeup for their bridal shower. So you then start to, you, you really become very involved in their whole year. You really build a relationship. Oh, 100%. Which you're yeah. saying, and, and then that day, then you're part of that magic for them. But you already have a, you already have a, a relationship, working, yeah. a working relationship. Right. And then it goes on from there, too, which I think is so amazing, and, and being in this business as long as I've been in, too, that I am now, like last weekend, I was in Long Island doing makeup for a bar mitzvah, and the mother whose makeup I was doing turned to her 13-year-old son and said, (laughs) you know, Harrison, Kamara did my makeup when I married daddy. You you stay part of their lives lives in a way. Not always, but often we do. And I know even with what you do too, with music for other occasions and other events and company events and anniversaries and- Um, other momentous occasions. And it's nice that this kind of continues and evolves. And I I have some clients where, you know, I did the makeup for the first time for their bat mitzvah, have done them for their prom, have done them for their wedding, have done them for their child's first birthday, a round or a bris, (laughs) exactly. And it's it's nice. It it really... it evolves, and I know it's the same way for many, many event planners as well. Right. That they are the go-to for that family. I mean, we can go back a little bit to, like, the business business, but really, I mean, referral in our business mm-hmm. um, is so important in how it continues to feed our business and how we generate new clients, new families. Right. Um, I mean, I know social media has taken on a whole nother thing and how people find their resources and what they want to use. But it's almost all of those things and directories and online and, and, you know, being an expert in certain magazines when you have the opportunity to speak at or be interviewed for certain things are all great to kind of back up who you are and what you do. But really, when it comes down to how we really generate many of our clients over the years and really good clients too is through referral Yeah, um, from just the weddings that we do and from the other vendors we work with when people are asked, who should I use? Who do you like? And I'm sure just, you know, when you meet with somebody as well as when I or my wedding coordinator who works for me meets with people, we're always curious how they How they heard about about us. You know, one of the best things to to hear from a bride is for a bride to say, where did we not hear about you? Because that's that's so nice to um, be be in this industry and have where 
you know, you might have been mentioned with a name or two from a, the photographer, from the event planner. And, and also, too, for the brides out there uh, who are getting uh, some of their information from social media or from just other, you know, other people in the industry that might not be a name that they're hearing over and over and over again. You know, it's a very important day that you're looking to book somebody so far in advance that you really want to make sure not only you're hiring somebody with the experience, but that you're really hiring somebody that is loyal, that is responsible, that is going to really deliver, that's really going to show up, or has a company to that if God forbid, you know, an emergency were to happen, that can still provide you with the same excellent experience. Yeah. And I know in our industry, we can't, we don't let ourselves get sick, knock on wood. We oh, don't I let know. ourselves that's so like fu- that's, that's so funny. You should say that. Like it, it just, like you know, people will say to me, well, what happens? What happens if yeah, you're not what feeling if you well? Get sick? It's like, or you get sick. I worry about that Sunday morning. I don't get sick on Saturday. Night. <laughs> I, <laughs> I refuse to get sick on Saturday. Adrenaline kicks. That's in. my problem, <laughs> not yours. Like it's just yeah, exactly. That's my problem, not yours. Right? Here you go. Twenty years ago, would you think that you would have to write in your website, you know, paraben-free? Yeah, back uh, in the day, it used to just yeah. be makeup. It, you, no, <laughs> like are, back in the day, it used to be, uh, are you fragrance-free and hypoallergenic? Right. It, and even with lip gloss and lip products too, um, being gluten-free, being paraben-free. What is paraben? Of you know, what keeps the product stable? What keeps the product lasting and not spoiling? Okay. Uh, they've been able to take certain parabens out and replace them with other stabilizers that will help keep the product um, or keep the product in its stable and original form. Uh, but, but yeah, people are definitely more aware and have more um, sensitivity to things. And uh, that's evolved. And, and it's important that you know, we take that into consideration, too, with the makeup that we're doing um, and also are able to have the flexibility, which I do have my own line of product that we do use. But we're flexible enough that and in that trial to work with brides and work with product that they know works for them. them. So right. I often have had brides who are super, super allergic and we have worked with really just what they know works for them. They will come and say, this is the only thing I know that I can use without having a problem. Then you'll work then with that. Then that's my yeah. fun challenge and really is a fun <laughs> challenge because I look to then turn that around and then the bride sometimes says, wow, I own that? Like they look at themselves and, <laughs> and how amazing they look and they go, you did that all with, with my product? <laughs> What? Why don't like, I, well, like I don't want to do it that Monday way. Night. Right. Do you try and make the bride look like a heightened version of precisely who they are? That's a good way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think most brides want that, whether they're able to kind of express that. Um, I think most brides in general will say, I just want to look like the best version of myself. Right. And it's very important to them how they're going to look for the man they love. Many will often, you know, say, oh, when I told my fiance I was coming to do a trial, 
he said, uh, just, I love the way you look. I love, I love mm. you. I love the way you look. Please don't look different than who you are. Um, look how many songs have the way you look tonight. You know, <laughs> okay. Don't you ever change it. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's like, uh, so yes, I, I would say that the, the look for most women is to look the best that they can look right. while still looking like themselves. Right. But that's not to say that some brides don't have another vision an ultra right. ego or something that's like <laughs> a fantasy. Right, exactly. Uh, and, um, you know, today too, I mean, we didn't touch on this also, but it, it goes into the look and it goes into um, the type of wedding that they want, the music that they want. Our brides are not just that 25, 26-year-old bride. No. If anything, um, I, if I would anything, say it's closer. They're older. Thirty, easy. Thirty-three. They're in their yeah. young thirties. They've been working. Yeah. They're young adults. Yeah. Who are um, more established in their lives mm-hmm. and their careers, and sometimes even doing the wedding themselves. Uh, it's not. It's not your typical wedding of. Mom is doing it. I'm going to show up and whatever, you know, mom and dad, whatever you want to do. Right. It's a whole nother thing. And that's why I think, too, with the weddings that we do today, with the music, with the makeup, with even with the event planners and, and what they're creating, even with it being a destination, like anything and everything goes. And there's no kind of set rules. There's no kind of set look. There's no kind of set music. Mm-hmm. It really is an inspiration of that couple and who they are and what they want. And that bride and that bridal look from the dress she's wearing to the makeup to the really is evolves around who she is and, and the woman she is at that time in her life. Yeah. Maybe a career woman, maybe an older bride, maybe a bride even for the second time, um, doing also a wonderful, big, lavish party, wanting to also look amazing and tap into like best hair and makeup mm-hmm. for that day. Um, again. Is there a difference in makeup between a daytime wedding and a nighttime wedding? Well, I think what you're saying is, is does yeah, does the setting affect yeah. really the yeah. look or right. what you're doing or, or what you're using or a destination wedding where you are in more of a tropical environment? That's what I'm saying. How does that affect Or a beach or weather or heat. Uh, when I was doing, you know, makeup in the middle of the summer in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, no. 90 degrees and God knows what kind of humidity. Right. Uh, or the product that you might be using, too, that's going to be able to withstand humidity and heat. And then tweak it a bit as you move into the evening and move into venue change, lighting change. But that's in your thought process, if you know Definitely. That- I was working with... Leslie on a wedding in Barbados. This is the famous Barbados wedding. Okay. David Beam also, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, you know, these are my last three guests. Oh, okay. All connected. okay, okay. You, I know, David we're like a family. We're like a family of vendors, which is so it. nice, too. Yeah. But, you know, there you go, where you're a destination wedding um, and you're on a beautiful island and an outdoor ceremony with light and pictures and tropical light and and heat and that look 
and maintaining that look and how that should look then and how you tweak that and change that as the evening evolves into then the dinner dance that's in a whole different kind of maybe indoor setting that's, it's yeah. it's very nice to be able to afford the time and also to afford having the vendors be able to freshen that tweak that mm-hmm. change for that next phase of the evening sure. that's why you know it's important during this whole kind of dance that we do between trial and leading up to the wedding day to really figure out what they need depending on the wedding and the setting and where photography is going to be, what the environment's going to be like that day, uh, the time of year, to figure out really um, the timing and if certain or more touch-ups or changes need to be done. Right. Because often, too, initially, um, not necessarily the bride, because the bride is always like, oh, my God, you're not going to leave, right? You're leaving now. <laughs> Wait, why are you leaving? I mean, that's what I mean. They, but, they, they, they but mom or dad or dad for sure, um, with the some often with the whole process and the figuring and the bills and the contracts and everything, is like you're staying. You're having the hair and makeup team stay <laughs> for what? <laughs> what do you stay for? Um, so it, you know, it really depends. It really depends, and you have to take into consideration all these. All these things that are going on. It's kind of not like a you're one at one and done. Right. Exactly. But that's not to say, too, that, you know, for weddings out there that we do do where um, you do have fabulous hair and makeup and then um, you're not main, you're not going to have us stay. Uh, we will make sure that what we do really is fairly stay proof and we'll definitely make sure our brides have whatever they might need or their wedding assistant or their dresser who might be with them might have with them the certain touch-up essentials that you'll leave with that them. we'll leave with them okay that they can do for themselves now what is a dresser so the dresser is often the person the bride has worked with during their alterations for their dress. It doesn't necessarily have to be that particular seamstress or dresser. Uh, there are dressers out there that really primarily come on location for the day or to destination weddings or have a team of, of dressers who are experienced with handling the dress that day. So what they'll do is they will get there and they will make sure that the dress, the veil, even the other dresses, bridesmaids' dresses, are all ready to go. If they need steaming, all the unwrapping that needs to be done of the dress, helping the bride get into her dress that day, any last minute, and there are last minute things that happen of zippers breaking, and not just even with the bride's dress, oh, yeah, oh, but sure. mother of the bride, um, somebody steps on a hem and the hem uh, needs to be redone. Or they've lost weight. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And all of a sudden, the dress needs to be sewn on them a little bit tighter. (laughs) Uh, So the dresser really handles all these kind of last-minute emergencies that happen um, with the 
bridesmaids, the bride. And then they're there really to help the bride navigate herself, even through the pictures, going outside, um, helping with the dress. So it's like a personal assistant. Yeah, helping with the dress, that Wardrobe the dress assistant. that the dress is not dragging along the ground. Oh my gosh. Um, helping the bride if she wants to go to the bathroom and it's just frankly, it's just easier to take the dress off. Mm-hmm. Go to the bathroom, come back in, and get right back into your dress. Right. Um, all of these things, uh, any kind of spots, any kind of anything that needs to be fixed. So, or even if it's windy outside in in, in the veil, and 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 with the veil you, too, you don't notice. So you need someone to notice. You know, sometimes too often for the ceremony, the the bride or even the mother of the bride has a little shrug or a little some shawl or some kind of. Um, cover to be more covered instead of mm-hmm. a bare strapless dress. Or if it's the dresser it's has that and helps them with with putting that on um, and holding that and making sure that she has everything that they need for right before going down the aisle, right. including the veil too that might have to be put in or the blusher. And um, Wait, yeah, no, a, blusher? a blusher like the second veil that will come over the face. Besides, like a regular do traditional long. That? Yeah, people do. Okay. I just never and then, I play, I'm, playing, I'm playing the music for the ceremony. It's like I didn't even notice. Uh, there's a whole <laughs> other thing going on before that first dance. That's so funny. Um, and then even after the ceremony, a dresser is really important because who wants the responsibility to do the bustle? There are two terms that people talk about. That's funny. It's not makeup or music. But they talk about um, that the grooms invariably do not know how to make a bow tie and bustling. So you funny you to, should say that. And... Uh, over my years of doing weddings, yeah. I can tie a bow tie. And thank God, because you would be surprised every single wedding. I can't tell you how many bow ties I have tied for the father of the bride mm-hmm. and the groom. And then the groomsmen show up with these ties that they got maybe as a gift, too, because it might be a special kind of tie that everybody has to have the same bow tie. And that's a whole other funny thing where they're all standing there for pictures with the ties in their hands. Does anybody anybody here know how to tie a bow tie? What do we do with this? And yes, so besides my uh, makeup touch-ups, I'm often tying bow ties. Can I tell you a little secret? Uh Uh-huh. After... 25 years in the business of wearing clip-on ties. I said, this is ridiculous. And I taught myself by watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. It's not so easy. Okay, but here's the thing. It so is. you know how to tie a bow tie. Yeah. Did you practice tying it on yourself? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, that's all. So now you're going to be asked to go and tie a bow tie on someone else. Oh, forget it. And you're going to be... And you're going to be... Like, I can tie... I don't know, though, if I could tie it for myself. I mean, it's a good thing maybe I don't wear bow ties, but it's true. Like, I'm, I can tie a bow tie, and I'm so used to tying it on someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That now, like, if you were to go and have to do it for someone else, you're right, you might have to... You know why I love it? Because at Do the it very behind. end of the party, you can like undo it and look like Frank Sinatra. It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. It's, it's, it's been wonderful having a full-service makeup and skincare studio, uh, which I've had now for 21 years. That's on Madison. On Madison Avenue and uh, between 83rd and 84th. And um, it's, it's wonderful that also in meeting... Brides and mother of bride, 
that we have wonderful skincare services in addition to the makeup that we do. And for our brides that come in for a trial, whether they book with us or not, and of course I would want them to book with us, but whether they book with us or not, if you come in and you do a trial, we do give our brides a whole package of certificates that give them savings on different things that they could do or might want to consider doing leading up to the day of their wedding that they can use or they can share with their groom or share with any of their friends or their mother of the bride from facials to eyebrow shaping to waxing to a little self tanning. Mm -hmm. So all different services, which we provide at my studio to kind of like look your best you that day. And it's nice, and the grooms yeah. will, not all, but will come in for a facial. Uh, or will come in to have their eyebrows trimmed, mm -hmm. um, just kind of cleaned up, maybe a little waxing on their ears. Um, you know, just, yeah, 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 yeah. just certain things Stuff that you just think about. that you wouldn't think about, but why not? Right. And then when the day rolls around, now do, do grooms wear makeup generally not no, right but everybody needs to be photo ready so certainly the photographers that i work with definitely appreciate and just like when we do makeup for tv people being interviewed mm -hmm. um that you know a little bit of powder or a little bit of setting powder not to look made up on a man but sometimes they need to have a little shine removed from their forehead or from their nose right. just to photograph a little more matte, not shiny. I mean, the nerves, the nerves are going yeah, that day that too. Like yeah. people and get a little shiny just from nerves. and start to, yeah, from nerves. And the lights are. are so we kind of look out for that, you know, even during the whole photo process to make sure, you know, not only are we touching up the bride, but often, Looking at the groom. Yeah, looking at the groom. Yeah. And then there's always, too, sometimes where there's that little nick from shaving, mm -hmm. that really a little bit of concealer or a little bit of camouflage on that spot, set it with a little powder, right. goes a long way. I mean, even though now the, the photography can totally touch up yeah, but any still kind of light in, in perfection in the photo, and rarely would that really show up in a photo. But to your point, too, yeah, who wants to have a little like nick on their chin or the yeah. side of their face, or right. or for whatever reason, have very dark circles under the eyes that could be just brightened up a little bit, right? From allergies or God knows what, too much partying the night before at the Rehearsal dinner. rehearsal dinner after the rehearsal dinner with your guy friends. Um, so yeah, so it's the groom's not neglected. Yeah, we exactly. keep our eye on him too to just make sure. I tell you whatever I, I had need. one facial in my life. It was a, my wife got me uh, it's my birthday, and it was just something I never thought of in a million years, and it was like I don't remember. I think it was like an hour and a half, and she. she like scrubbed, you know, exfoliated, you know, all kinds of things. And I got to tell you, when I finished, I felt like, you know, 
Brad Pitt. <laughs> you know, I, just, I, just, I just felt like a million dollars. I, I, I look great. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, it's just when you're pampered, you know, it's like, yeah, you are being pampered. You're so funny because you're exactly like how many guys will say, I don't know what just happened, <laughs> but it's sure. I don't know great. what she just did for the last hour and a half, but my skin has never felt so good. I know. And even like when tingles. I shaved, my <laughs> skin feels so smooth. And then you forget about it. Right, exactly. exactly. And how long has it been since you had a facial? Oh, 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> and I, but I still remember. But you the would. But you would. I would do it. You tomorrow. would. I'm gonna but come yeah. to your place. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a coupon. <laughs> so, any any last tips for people? I think that not waiting too long um, to look for makeup is important mm-hmm. because people who are good um, and who really work in this industry and have a lot of experience in this industry are booked well in advance. I mean, yeah. I you know, it's not to say that you can't get somebody or get somebody good closer to the date, but you really want to allow yourself time to um, be able to not be rushed, to be able to try that person or two people, secure that in advance. Uh, and, and, and then because you're allowing yourself, like I said earlier, you're allowing yourself the opportunity to be able to use them for different things that come up that mm. you might want makeup for, like how I was referring to the oh, shower, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the to an engagement like, party, right. to other things that, you know, it's nice when you get to work with somebody more than just yep. once or twice and you get to, and it's actually easier for them to, and that they get to really get comfortable with you and um, really kind of, evolve into like what they really like and what really works for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really, it's really good to make sure you have enough lead time. It's also good to um, really make sure that the day is scheduled properly and that you, if you don't have an event planner, that you're really working with someone experienced that really knows how that timeline works and should work and really seek their advice in when they should be done, who should go first, um, then trying to be the event planner yourself. Right. Um, everybody wants to go last, and it's not always the best idea. Yeah, and like you said, when you were originally doing it, you don't want to be first, you don't want to be last, because if you're last, what... You know, often, mother, that, you know, often mother of the bride is just like, wants to go last, 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 last. There's, they're being pulled in a bunch of different directions, having to make last-minute decisions about things. And if anything, they should be started before the bride, mother of the bride, um, and at least be started, where then at the very end, maybe they just have finishing touches done because they forget that if they go to go last, then bride is now ready to get into her dress. Mm-hmm. And mom, why are you sitting having makeup done? I need you to be helping. This is I need you with me to be yeah, these, yeah, this yeah, moment yeah. of putting me into my dress. Um, you know, the mother of the bride does not want to have no makeup on when the photographer is doing the behind the scene getting ready oh, shots. This is what I, I was going to ask you this. So question. then you you have sometimes if if a mother of the bride will not kind of go a little bit on the earlier side, then she's kind of ducking 
of like, oh, please don't get me. Don't get me for any of these behind mm-hmm. the scene mm-hmm. shots um, without a stitch of makeup on. Yeah. Oh, I don't look like all these young 20 year old girls. Like, don't. Oh, so, right. okay. but yet the bride wants to be sharing that moment in pictures too with their mother. And she's needed for these certain things and then time to get into the dress. So she should at least be prepped. Don't be all of a sudden that day doing a new mask, a new product, a new something that your friend said you should use. Because um, you could without w- correct yeah. without ever trying it before. Right. Just keep to your regular game plan. Right. Of what you normally do, and show up with a clean face, ready to go. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And really, Based. leading up to that day mm-hmm. and that week of. The wedding, or that two weeks prior to the wedding, you really should not be starting anything new as far as in your skincare, mm. as far as treatments. Um, just to not, just to just take precaution that you don't have any kind of reaction. Yeah, that you're not doing anything that your skin has not experienced before. Don't just think, oh my gosh. I haven't had a facial in years, and let me just go and do something for the first time that week of the wedding. Save those kinds of things for a month or two prior to know, to start working your way into, uh, or working your way up to that day, than just going at it for the first time or with new things that week. If you had a suggestion about the amount of trials... I mean, obviously, you want someone to say, oh, well, I just want to This is the end-all, be-all, <laughs> yeah. thank you, done. Yeah, yeah thanks. But um, it's sort of like the same with bands. You know, if you see 20 bands, it's like... Now I'm more confused. Yeah, exactly. I think too much, to your yeah, point, yeah. is confusing. Um, just same with with the... With even the dress shopping, I I think it just, I think when you see something or you, or you have the experience where it feels right, you love the way you look, the energy is right. Exactly. Take it. If then after you see something else that's inspired you, that you like, that you think might be a good idea to go in a little bit of a different direction. Most professionals, including myself, I have all the notes and everything that what we discussed initially when we met. I'm open to do another application. I'm open to having another conversation, looking at or considering a little bit of a different look for that day. I really just need to make my notes of exactly what we did, what I used. Right. And notes like, okay, dramatic eye, kind of likes a little bit more of an Angelina Jolie look or, right. you know, no liner here, false lashes, is sensitive to this, used her highlighter and my foundation. Well, I so mean, your notes are very personal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, very. Yeah, individual. It's, it's not like, okay, this bride likes look number two. No. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not a checkbox. No, yeah. okay. no, it's very. It's very, a, it's very specific. You can you can adjust 
I have no problem, if need be, for a bride to come back and say, you know what, I want to do another application. I know we did this months ago. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, I like what we did, but I'm, you know, I'm getting a little nervous. It's getting close to the wedding. My dresses finally come, come in um, and I'm doing fittings now. I want to come and do my makeup again before I go on to my dress fitting okay. and kind of just see how that looks with the dress. It's not necessary, but it is something that brides can consider right, 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 to do right, right. in this whole beauty process. So they look, they know how they'll look more or less the night, the day of the party. Or the just the in party. case there's just other things that they want to tweak or they have since the time that you met them up until that point getting closer to the wedding have seen other looks, other inspirations that they like, have picked up other product that oh my gosh, I like this lip color. I kind of even forget what we used in my trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't because you No, notes. I don't. I have the notes. <laughs> but um, yes, it, it might be nice to even do the makeup again if we haven't been doing the makeup for other occasions to do the makeup before dress fitting. But like I said, these are all appointments that brides are doing like for hair or for makeup, and it can become very costly to be going back over and over, but certainly whatever is going to take the anxiety out of the situation for you as the client and the bride, right? by all means, it's your year. It's yeah. your year to just enjoy this process and enjoy it and feel good about the way you look. And Yeah. And just relax. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. This is amazing. It's like a, literally a whole new world. I just pictured one person with a blow dryer and someone else with, you know. Yeah, a brush in their hand. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a whole nother area. That's when I ask you, like, what is is you when they're hiring you? Do you also come with an assistant, two assistants, no assistants? No assistants. Oh, really? No assistants. uh, Only, it's it's really, it's just me. Unless it's the size of a wedding where we're doing a number of people that I need other artists that I have to come and do the other people. It's, it's really, the weddings also are very much kind of like opening night of yeah, a, so like a, a Broadway show. Like That's it funny. is where it's just prepping and doing and, and then boom, it's live. Uh, Kate Edmonds said to me, a wedding is a Broadway show with no dress rehearsal. Exactly. And all these pieces have to fit in magically. And all the players, meaning all of us, mm-hmm. have to also fit in magically and do what we do and keep this whole thing going seamlessly Yeah, to pull it off. I think that's probably why, as vendors, we end up working a lot over and over with each other uh, because you do form this bond and this family now I'm just speaking from like the behind the scenes sure. yeah. as industry people like we are. Right. I think that that's all important because to be part of that team and to be under that, let's say, the, the, the captain of it, which could be your Bill Spinner, who's mm-hmm. running the show at the PR, to uh, the responsibility falling on Leslie Mastin or Harriet Rose oh, Harriet. Katz, I know who Harriet, I've worked with favorites. for years and... Um, you know, really a kind of captain of our industry. Um, it's a huge responsibility 
It really that is. falls on them. And to your point, too, of without even a dress rehearsal, the vendors become very intertwined um, and close. And, and it's nice because it's nice to be showing up weekend after weekend with people you know. You know how they work. They know how you work. Right. Um, often a lot of us will refer or brides will sometimes even refer that, oh, I have the A team because there is this sense of, and I mean that A team, when I say A team spans pretty wide. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not where it's just, you know, I can say I'm the only makeup artist that anybody works out there with, or you're the only band that anybody works out with. Right. There's a number of us in our in our industries that are part of these moving teams that are happening every weekend. But there is this sense of like how you're a familiar family and team and really, and the bride sense that too. And like how, Oh, you know, that's back to my point of how referral and then the bride also being referred to you and hearing that, you know, okay, the hotel recommended you, and now the photographer recommended you, and now I, I heard your name yet again from the dresser. That's like that? you said, the best compliment I can get is like, who haven't I heard about you from? Exactly. So the bride has this sense, and we as vendors have this sense of we're working with an A-team again, mm-hmm. and then we get to see the magic that we come together and create. Yeah and feed off of. Right. Do it all over again next weekend or yeah. sometimes the very next day. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Mara, you are, you are wonderful. Thank you. You know what? Thank you so much too because this is my very, very first podcast and I am so happy that you reached out to me and I'm so happy to be doing this with you. I hope we can do it again oh, another absolutely. time and absolutely. delve deeper into different things that have to deal with wedding specific beauty Mm -hmm. would be great and um, I just want to thank too the vendors that you've already interviewed um, that have also recommended me um, and recommended that we know one another too in this in this kind of setting yeah like Leslie exactly yeah I'm glad I got to know you thank you Thanks so much for everything. 